You're listening to the Central City Assembly podcast. We're dedicated to sharing content that magnifies and multiplies Jesus for the good of our city and helps you grow in your love for Jesus. So enjoy this episode and may you be filled with the love of God the Father. I don't wish to waste my life on futile matters. On the whisper of mist that is most men's days. For those who do, I say, do not concede to that of stone. The fight that is before us is but the calling to awaken one's soul. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, The kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in us all. Well, good morning, church family. How's everybody doing this morning? Somebody told me we should have uh, our service outside today. Um, But if you're here from Texas, you're like, no more humidity, please. Let me just stay inside for a minute. Um, Well, church family, wasn't worship awesome? That's the first time I've gotten to just stand and and worship with all of you and not having led. And so thank you, team, for for leading us this morning. It was anointed. Um, For all of you people who hold my baby during worship, I bless your back. Because my back is like, whoa. Holding a baby that whole time. Um, but thank you for that. Um, so we are in our last uh, s- last episode. What do we call this? Our last sermon for our series called Warrior. Um, and we're going to wrap things up today. But uh, I want to start with this. Um, we are obsessed with heroes. Do you know how I know this? Uh, in 2011, Marvel movies accounted for 30% of movie ticket sales in the U.S. alone, bringing in $4.5 billion. That's a lot of money, isn't it? That is a lot, but in 2019, the, the last pre-pandemic year, Marvel brought in $11.3 billion. That's crazy. That's a whole lot of moolah. And that just goes to show how obsessed with heroes we really are. Um, We like seeing people or super people fighting the bad guys and and saving the good guys. In general, I I think people like it when justice is served and the good guys win. I I think so. Um, And we see this played out primarily probably in the the fictitious universes of Marvel and DC. But um, I think we also like to see real world heroes too. Right? Firefighters like our friend Mark. Uh, police officers, any first responders, uh, military members, all of these people who put their lives in harm's way to protect others, or even just that average uh, citizen who steps in to help his community, um, or even complete strangers. Uh, We like good hero stories, whether fiction or nonfiction. Uh, And while we enjoy seeing heroes operate in their strengths and superpowers and and whatnot, um, we also know that every hero has a weakness, right? Every hero has some kind of weakness that that gets in the way of them being heroes. And and the villains in their lives, they try to, to use this weakness against them, to defeat them, right? Superman is vulnerable to kryptonite. Uh, Without his arc reactor that powers his Iron Man suit, Tony Stark's heart would just fail and he'd be no more. Uh, Spider-Man, he will do anything to protect his Aunt May or his girlfriend, uh, Mary Jane, and the villains like to use this against him. Um, You can easily, I don't know if you know this, 
but you can easily take out the green lantern just by throwing lemons at him because he has an aversion to the color yellow. This is why Marvel is way better than DC right there. Every hero has a weakness. And we've been talking about warriors over the past few weeks. Do we have any warriors in our midst this morning? We do. We've been talking about warriors. Warrior men of God specifically who've been given someone to protect, a kingdom to advance, and a battle to win. And when we see men live and act as the warrior men God created them to be, I think we absolutely look up to them as heroes. Maybe you have godly men in your life that you admire, you look up to, you see them as heroes. But just like other heroes, warriors also have weaknesses that get in the way of them being warriors. Last week, we talked about how many warriors fall in their battle against lust and pornography and sexual desires, unholy sexual desires. Um, This is a weakness for many warriors. Um, And we talked about that weakness and, and how it actually started out as a wound Right, that moment that every single one of us can remember when we were exposed to something sexual that took a bit of our innocence away from us. It was a, it was a wound that started. Uh, and today, I want to talk about another wound that I believe, unfortunately, uh, many warriors struggle with, and it acts as a weakness in their lives. This wound runs deeper, I think, than other wounds and has a greater impact on our lives It's actually sometimes the root wound that leads to other problems in a warrior's lives. And it's often one of the harder wounds to overcome and heal. It's what's called the father wound. The father wound. Uh, The truth for every single one of us is that we all have or had fathers. Um, We wouldn't be here without them. Um, Fathers also, by God's design, play an incredibly important role in the development and well-being of their children. But the other unfortunate truth for every single one of us is that our fathers weren't perfect, were they? No. Some of our fathers weren't as imperfect as others, and, and some of our fathers seemed more imperfect than others. But this imperfection, however big or small, more than likely caused some wounding in your life. And that wounding has probably resulted in some weakness in your ability to live up to being the warrior that God created and calls you to be. But like I said last week, wounds can heal. Amen? Wounds can heal. And the father wound, though it runs deep for many of us, that can heal too. Today, we're going to look at some of the effects that the father wound can can have on us, but also some steps to take to move towards healing and forgiveness so that we can be the warriors that we know we're called to be. And so the title of today's message is simply The Father's Wound. Can we pray one more time before we, we continue the message? God, we thank you that you are our Father. We thank you that you are our perfect heavenly Father. And God, this is a heavy subject that every single one of us is coming into. We've, we've all been affected by our fathers in some way, whether they were present or not in our lives. And Lord, I pray that you would begin to speak to us. God, I pray right now that any walls that are starting to go up, 
any, any boundaries that are saying we can't talk about this, Lord Jesus, would you come and break them down? Would you be gracious? Would you be merciful? Would you be tender right now as we talk about this difficult thing? Father God, would you come? Would you touch those deep parts of us that need healing the most? Would you lead us by your words, by your truth, into understanding and into all truth? Lead us into healing and forgiveness this morning and help us to live the lives you've called us to live. Help us to be the warriors you've called and created us to be for your kingdom, God, for your glory and the good of those around us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So it's a heavy topic that we're ending our series on. Um, And some of you I know are maybe already feeling a little bit uncomfortable um, because talking about father is a difficult thing for you. Um, But I promise you, if you lean in this morning, if you trust Jesus this morning, um, I believe that you can start taking steps towards healing, towards freedom. Amen. And what I love is that Our worship team had no idea what I was going to talk about or the things that I was going to say, but so much of what we sang about today hits, they pretty much preached my message this morning. And I love how the Holy Spirit works that way and he prepares and just even when we don't know what we're doing, he's like, I know what I'm doing, I'll take care of it. Um, So in his well-known book, Wild at Heart, how many of you know that book by John Eldridge? Um, Well, he writes this, he says, every boy in his journey to become a man takes an arrow in the center of his heart and the place of his strength. Because that wound is rarely discussed and even more rarely healed, every man carries a wound, and the wound is nearly always given by his father. You see, we all come into this world helpless, dependent, needing acceptance, needing to be treated as as worthy, to be blessed, and to be loved, And the father wound is the absence of this love from your father. Um, The wound can be caused by five primary shortcomings from your father. This is a note-taking message, lots of bullet points today. So if you're a note-taker, you're welcome. All right, so five primary shortcomings in your father. One of them is neglect, right? Neglect, feeling like you are unimportant to your father. That's, That's one way of it. Uh, another is, is absence, whether uh, through divorce, separation, being overly occupied with, with other things, or even, sadly, death. Uh, abuse, mental, physical, sexual, and spiritual abuse cause father wounds. Another cause is control, where maybe you had an oppressive or an authoritarian father. And lastly, withholding, withholding love blessings or affirmation, deficiencies that lead to a profound lack of self-acceptance in in your own self. And I think all of us, every single one of us, when when we look up at these points, we've all experienced at least one or, or a combination of these five shortcomings from our fathers in various degrees. And when you experience these from your father as a child, Our logical and rational brains um, aren't quite developed to the point that we're able to confront this wound well, right? And the pain of these shortcomings, they they hurt more and they settle deeper in our souls, our spirits, and we probably even know or understand. And so by the time we're adults 
and we're able to think through our pasts, our, our hurts, our emotions, the wound has already been there for such a long time. The, the damage of it has been a part of our lives for so long that, that it would feel overwhelming to address these or, or too big or, or too deep to heal. You following what I'm saying right now? Right, and again, each of us experiences various levels of wounding from our fathers. You know, maybe you grew up in a home with, with great and loving parents, uh, but you can still remember a time when your father, um, your hero that you looked up to, right, they did something that caused you pain. I love my parents. I adore my parents. I think my parents did an amazing job of raising me and my siblings. But I can point to specific moments when I felt wronged by my father. Right? I wouldn't say that the wounding was as severe as being abused or neglected, but it's still her, and it's still something that I had to work through in my own life. And then some of us, we, we grew up in not good home or family situations. The severity of the wounding from your father is worse than, than say, mine. I mean, I have, I have no idea what it's like to grow up without a father or, or with, with a father who is physically or emotionally abusive. Um, I don't know what the pain of that kind of wounding is like, but no matter the level of the kind of wounding we've received from our fathers, um, it's had an impact on us. Uh, it affects us in different ways. Now, the effect of a father wound, uh, it can look like low self-esteem, a deep emotional pain inside, or uh, a performance orientation that makes us doers rather than simply beings. And while salvation, it makes us new creations in Christ, well, we still have to work through our issues. We still have to work through those things in our salvation. But because the wounds have, have been with us so long, we tend to also have these four barriers that prevent healing from this wound. Um, one of them is pride, right? We just suck it up and say to ourselves, you know what, I'm all right. It's not really that big of an issue. Everything is fine. I'll, I'll just, I don't need to confront this issue in my life, even though it's eating me inside. Uh, another one is the wound itself. Right? The wound can be a barrier where we continually focus on how much we've been hurt by our fathers and we're unable to think about what moving forward and healing looks like. Lies are another big barrier where we have these misconceptions about ourselves or our fathers. And it can look like maybe thinking, maybe I deserved what my father did. Maybe there was something wrong with me and I, I deserved that. Uh, or it can look like maybe my father had a really good reason for treating me the way that he did. Right? And the final barrier to healing is sin. Right? Where we're so caught up in our own fallenness that we're unable to focus on how we've been sinned against and how to go through the process of issuing forgiveness to others. And so it, it's not hard to see how an unresolved father wound can have major impacts on our lives. Right? The, the primary impacts are in our relationships with others. And the first and obvious uh, relational impact is with our fathers. And I understand that, that mothers can cause wounding as well. And you can actually go through what we're talking about with mothers as well, but, but we're focusing primarily on fathers, okay? Um, 
But the primary relational impact is with our fathers, the, the one who wounded us. And when we hold the conception of our father as, as angry, as violent, uh, uncaring, indifferent, distant, withdrawn, absent, abandoning, uh, maybe they're an alcoholic, uh, condemning or critical, right, whatever, um, we tend to think of ourselves as unworthy. We think maybe we're stupid or incompetent and unloved or even unlovable. We think we have to change ourselves or do and act and behave differently in order to earn and receive the love and acceptance of our fathers. Right? We're not able to be our true and genuine selves around our fathers because we feel like that's what got us in trouble to begin with. So we never act as, as we, we truly are. And this often creates distance between us and our fathers. For some to the point that they have no desire to interact with their fathers at all. The father wound also impacts our relationships with our own children. Especially if the wound is unresolved. And if you don't have the tools to work towards healing, then wounded children often end up wounding their own children in the same way that they were wounded. Because that's all they know. That's all they grew up with and experienced as a model and an example from their fathers. And finally, uh, the father wound impacts our relationship with God the Father. With God the Father. Often our, our image of God the Father, it's contaminated by our personal experience we've had with our own fathers. Uh, we, we project our feelings and our misconceptions about our fathers onto Father God. And oftentimes, um, when someone has an, an inaccurate image of, of God the Father, say they see God as angry or judgmental, unhappy with them, fearsome, legalistic, quick to punish and, and slow to forgive, chances are those are just projections of their earthly father onto their heavenly father, Right? And in the relationship with God, this often leads, <sighs> already, I, I, you guys, are, I can see that many of you are being affected by this. Can I, I'm just going to pray one more time. Holy Spirit, would you come? Church family, right now, just pray. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, be gracious. Be tender. Speak to us. Give us confidence to address this difficult topic. Help us to trust you right now. Holy Spirit, come. Everybody, just breathe in and breathe out. Holy Spirit, come. Right, and so this, this affects us in so many different ways, right? And it makes us feel like, man, I'm guilty, I'm shameful. I have to work hard to, to earn God's love and acceptance. And listen, as long as we continue to believe these things, these lies as truth, we'll seek to perform and prove our worth to God through perfection and legalism. Or we'll seek to cover up our pain with things like materialism, or some people often go into addictions. Right? The father wound is one of the most painful and can have a strong negative impact on our lives. 
primarily, again, on our relationships with others and our relationship with God. And so listen, as men who we've been given the heart of a warrior by God the Father, as warriors who are supposed to, to look up to God as our source of strength and purpose, as our example for how to live, if our view of God the Father is impacted by the wounding we've experienced from our earthly fathers, right, you can see how the father wound would really or really can act as a weakness, as this kind of, of kryptonite that prevents us from being the warriors that we're created and called to be. Do you see that? Right? Warriors who have unhealed wounds from their fathers, they will often struggle to live up to their warrior calling. Right? The barriers we talked about a moment ago, pride, the wound itself, lies and sin, they all get in the way of us, of, of us being the men that God created and called us to be. Or not having a godly warrior example in our own fathers, it creates a deficiency of know-how. Right? Because we just didn't see what it looks like to be a godly man, a warrior modeled for us. Or our, our fathers didn't fulfill their own purpose of affirming us as godly men, teaching us, encouraging us, walking with us in the ways of the Lord. And so if you've been challenged over the past few weeks by this series, maybe you've been a bit convicted and, and you've realized, I'm not quite living up to my calling as a warrior. Why is that? That's really the big question. Why is that? Maybe it's because you're still carrying a wound from your father that hasn't been healed yet. And even the smallest wounds, if they aren't taken care of, if they're ignored, they can lead to infections and all kinds of problems in the body. When I went through survival school in the military, they said, take care of every single one of your cuts while you're trying to survive, because if you don't, you will die. They just said that. Right? You will get some kind of infection if you don't take care of it. Right? And the same is true for your soul. No matter how big or small your father wound is, if it's ignored, it will lead to problems. And so maybe you've seen these things that I've shared today as, as a reflection of, of your own life or, or your own relationship with your father, your children, or with God. I'm praying that for some of you this morning, what I've shared so far today, I pray that it's enlightening for you. And it helps you to at least identify what may be holding you back from being the warrior that God has called you to be. Right? But even more than recognizing the wound, that's half of the battle. But even more than that, we need to know how to heal from the wound. Right? We need to heal so that our relationships with our fathers or our children and our heavenly father, they're no longer impacted. We need to heal so that we don't repeat the shortcomings of our fathers in our own lives and with our own children. Listen, in real world battle scenarios, wounded warriors, if they remain on the battlefield, they become liabilities to their fellow warriors. Right? If, if the rest of the squad or platoon or whatever, if they have to fight the enemy and take care of a wounded fellow warrior, they are more vulnerable to the enemy and less effective in their mission. Right? And, and in our spiritual battlefield, if we choose to remain wounded, if we choose to remain there, if we do not seek healing and restoration, it can affect our role in the body of Christ we can become a liability to the rest of the body. Now, I don't want you to feel shamed about your wounding. We all have them. 
right? I'm talking about staying wounded and choosing to remain in that place. We need to heal so that we can be the warriors that God created and called us to be, so we can protect the ones he's given us, advance his kingdom, and win the battles that are before us. And thank God there is healing, right? Wounds can heal. And I, I took a long time to kind of give you a, an overview of the father when and I'm, I'm finally getting to scripture, okay? Um, but listen to what Psalm chapter 10 verse 14 says. This is the, the NIV version. But it says, but you, God, you see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and you take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. God has healing. He wants to help us in our wounding, especially our father woundings, because it affects so much of our lives. Right, so what does healing look like? What are some steps that we can take to heal from our father wounds? Right, step number one, I have five of them for you today. But step number one is this, and they go together. Uh, pray about and acknowledge your wounding. Pray about and acknowledge your wounding. Okay, listen to this. You can't fix a leak that you don't know about or that you just ignore, right? You will eventually trip over all of the things that you've just been brushing over under the rug, won't you? Right, so spend time in prayer asking God to help you see the ways you were wounded. Ask God to give you insight and to show you the areas of your life that you need his healing touch. And then acknowledge the wounding, don't ignore it. Right, you, listen, you are not responsible for the sins committed against you in the past, okay, but you are responsible for taking the steps towards healing. That, that's, that's what we have to do. And acknowledging, praying about, and acknowledging that you've been wounded is the first step towards healing. That's step number one. Step number two is this, grieve it. Grieve it. Men, I give you permission to grieve about the wounding you've had in your life. We're not supposed to do that, right? I give you permission to grieve. It's not even mine, it's, it's from God the Father. Grieve it. It is okay to grieve something that happened to you and to identify it as something wrong and bad. Listen, it sucks that your father didn't spend more time with you. That's awful. Right? The pain of your father withholding his love and acceptance is a real thing that happened to you. Right? It's terrible that the man you looked up to as a hero would turn around and abuse you. It's awful. Right? But grief is part of God's divine process through which we heal and we move forward. Listen, Jesus, he knew he was going to raise his friend Lazarus from the dead. And yet, he grieved the loss when he heard that his friend had died. Right? Because grief helps you see that the world and circumstances are not the way they were supposed to be. And it gives you the motivation to fix it, to move forward. So grieve it. Step number three is invite Jesus into the healing. Invite Jesus into the healing. Jesus is a qualified healer for all of the obvious reasons, right? He's the son of God. I don't know if you knew that. All-powerful, all-knowing. Um, we read about him healing all kinds of sicknesses and ailments in the New Testament, right? He's a healer. But listen, he's also a wounded healer. He's a wounded healer. 
He was tempted as we are tempted. He experienced suffering as we experience suffering. He was rejected, mocked, beaten, and crucified. He fully understands our pain and wants to help from a place of compassion and empathy. Jesus is a wounded healer. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it says this, He himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the tree, on the cross, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. And I love that we sang that song this morning. By his wounds, you have been healed. And when we invite Jesus into the healing, he's going to help us understand what a godly father really looks like. And that we have a perfect heavenly father who satisfies our longings for a father better than our earthly fathers ever could. Listen to what Jesus says uh, in his last prayer. uh, John chapter 17 verse 26. He says this. I made known to them your name, talking to Father God. And I will continue to make it known. That the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. One of Jesus' purposes was to show the world who God the Father really is. And so when we invite Jesus into the healing, he's going to live up to his purpose. He's going to show us who the Father really is, the Father's love, that we're accepted by him, that we are wanted and approved by him. And we see examples of this throughout Jesus' life and in his own stories that he told. Right? We see it, uh, the love of God the Father in, in Jesus' stories like the prodigal son. Right? The father waited patiently for the son's return. When the son returned, the father accepted him unconditionally. He went out and ran to accept and embrace his son. He showed the son that he valued him by celebrating him, restoring him, and providing for him. And that is God the Father's posture towards every single one of us, right? His children. When Jesus reveals to us who God the Father really is, the lies that we believed about him, the things that we projected on God because of the woundings of our own fathers, those things begin to fade away, right? And our relationship as as children with God the Father, it's strengthened. And this leads to step number four which is accept yourself as a child of God. Accept yourself as a child of God. You see, not only do the lies we believed about God begin to fade away, but the lies we believed about ourselves also fade away. And we can accept ourselves as children of God. Because when we know who God really is, then we know what he truly thinks about us. And we can believe again the truths that, that we are accepted. And Alex, I love that you prayed these things and, and just spoke them over our church family. We're accepted. We're chosen. We're loved. We're God's creation. We are precious in his sight. We're forgiven. We've been redeemed. We will never be left or forsaken. We have an eternal inheritance. Nothing can separate us from the love of God the Father. We don't have to perform or do to be considered his children. We just get to be his children. Accept yourself as a child of God. And then the final step, step number five, which I think can only come after all of the other steps. Step number five is fight for forgiveness. Fight for it. And it is a fight if you've tried to forgive. Fight for it. 
Right? As you understand the truth about God's love and his role as a perfect heavenly father, and as you come to know your true self in Christ, listen, it's going to free you to let go of the pain and to forgive your earthly father. And this new perspective created in you by, by going through these steps, it's going to help you see your earthly father through a different lens. Because listen, if God can love and accept and forgive a sinner like me in all the things that I've done, he can love and accept and forgive a sinner like my own father, and I can forgive him too. Right? Jesus even says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, he says, For if you forgive others' trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Right? And forgiveness is very much a process. It's a process. Right? It can be, but it usually isn't instant. Right? Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes work. Sometimes it takes revisiting some of the hurts and even revisiting some of the people who hurt you if they are safe to do that with. Right? The wounding didn't happen in isolation, did it? It happened in relationship. And so healing and forgiveness of that wounding, it might have to happen in relationship too. With, with your own father, if that's safe and, and still allowed. Or it might have to happen in, in safe relationship with your community, with your church family, right? Counseling and guidance from your brothers and sisters in Christ or, or, or a pastoral figure. Listen, what I love about the body of Christ is that the body can heal itself. The body of Christ can heal itself. We need one another for healing. Okay, but listen, fight for forgiveness, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9. This is probably a new favorite verse of mine. Proverbs 17, verse 9, it says, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends or family or fathers. Right? Forgiveness can be the catalyst for healing in your life. So why wouldn't you fight for that? Right? And I believe forgiveness will ultimately give you the freedom from your wound and remove those barriers that, that keep you from living up to your calling as a warrior of God. And I've heard many stories of people who went through these steps. Some people in our own church family who went through these steps of healing and ultimately forgiving their fathers or, or any of their relatives. And it led to restored relationship with their fathers. It even led to their fathers coming to know Jesus as their own Lord and Savior because they saw the work that Jesus did in their children's lives and they wanted it for themselves too. And I know that, that having a healed father wound, it's going to make you a better parent too. Parents, especially if you have father wound, take steps towards healing. It's going to make you a better parent. Listen, we are imperfect. We're going to make mistakes. Ask me how I know. I got four of them. Made lots of mistakes. All you parents, you probably agree, we've made mistakes, right? But we can practice repentance and forgiveness with our own children to help prevent wounds from settling and causing more harm in them. And I really do believe that when a parent admits to their children, no matter how young or old they are, when they look their child in the face and say, I am sorry, I wronged you, that does wonders to bring healing into your life. I know for some of you, if all your father did was look at you and say, I'm sorry, that was wrong of me, you wouldn't be in this mess that you're still in right now. 
So why not commit to practicing that with our own children right now so that we don't repeat these cycles and repeat these steps so that they can live up to their calling as warriors too. And like I said earlier, the unfortunate truth for every single one of us is that none of us had perfect fathers. And you can probably look back on your own life with your own father and you can think of those times that your father did something that, that wounded you whether you had an amazing father or not an amazing father. Every single one of us had imperfect fathers. The hero men that we were supposed to feel safe calling father, dad, daddy, right? They failed us in some way and we were wounded. But wounds can heal. Can't say it enough. Wounds can heal. They don't have to be this forever weakness in our lives that prevent us from being the warriors God has called us to live. They don't have to be a kryptonite or anything like that. We can be healed in the name of Jesus. And so my challenge to all of us this morning, right, men and women, whether it's your father, your mother, or somebody else in your life, let's seek healing. Let's seek healing, right? Let's do the work and it takes work. Let's take the necessary steps and let's trust in our healer, Jesus. Right, men, you will be a better man, a better warrior because of it. And though none of us had perfect earthly fathers, every single one of us who called Jesus our savior, we all have a perfect heavenly father. And like I said earlier, he can fulfill longings in our hearts that we wish we had from our own parents that they couldn't do. And he can make that, that longing for our own parents almost disappear because we're so satisfied. We're so, we see ourselves as so held by God the Father. And when God looks at you, he's pleased, he's delighted in you. So what I wanna do right now is I want every single one of us to just close our eyes and let's enter into a time of receiving from God and reflecting on what we talked about just now. I want to challenge every single one of us, close your eyes. It's a safe place. And begin to reflect. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to search you. And I know it's painful having to think about the ways we've been hurt, especially by ones we've loved. to allow God to gently remind you of those things. If you feel like maybe you don't have a father wound, maybe, and maybe that's because you've already gone through the process of healing and you're restored, praise God. But if you feel like, man, I don't have that at all, ask God to search your heart and show you ways that you've been wounded. And for every single one of us, Let's commit to taking steps towards healing for ourselves so that we can be the people God's called and created us to be, but also so we can further his kingdom, do the work he's called us to do. Search us, God. Remind us, Father. 
Show us these things so that we can take steps towards healing. And not suffer or be held back from these any, any longer. truly do believe in the process of renewing our minds and I truly do believe that lies don't have a hold on us whenever we just fill ourselves with truth that when we hear truth, when we know truth, all of those misconceptions right, when we're so full of truth they have nowhere else to go they cannot stay in your life anymore and so what I want to do right now is as heads are bowed and eyes are closed I want to speak on behalf of God the Father this morning. I want to speak some truths over you. What I want you to do is, is receive them. Accept yourself, your place as a child of God, and allow these truths to just wash over you to bring healing in your life. Father God says this. He says, I love you. Would you receive that this morning? Father God says, I accept you. I choose you. I created you. You are not an accident. I created you with purpose. Father God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Nothing can separate you from my love. Receive it, church family. Father God says you have purpose. He says you have calling. You have people to protect, a kingdom to advance, and a battle to win. Father God says, in me, in Christ, you have everything you need to be the warrior I created and called you to be. You have everything you need to be healed and restored. Father God, would you just overwhelm us with your truths this morning? Would you bathe us? Would you baptize us in truth this morning? Holy Spirit, you lead us into all truth. So I'm praying baptism of the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, come. Help us to see who Father God really is so that we are no longer bound by lies or held back by lies about who God really is or who we really are. God, we recognize the way that our earthly fathers, our earthly parents wounded us but we say we will not allow those wounds to hold us back anymore. Father God, we commit to fighting for forgiveness, to doing whatever it takes to fight for forgiveness so that we can be made whole and healed and healthy again. Thank you for listening. If you are blessed by this episode and would like to help us create more content that magnifies and multiplies Jesus, would you consider giving a financial gift of any amount today? 
Whatever you give will go towards building the kingdom of God in the lives of people all over the world. Thank you for your support, and we pray many blessings over you. Thank you.